0: Stop, Back, and Roll, a podcast about leaping off a bamboo stalk with your sword in your hand to face off against the fighter who is engaged to your mother. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we'll be talking about combat rules, specifically
1: those in Hearts of the and an intentionally remixable PBTA game. This is my first recording in the new house. Nice. Yeah, it's not the first call. I've had a whole bunch of business calls, and I had a a design call, but this is the first recording, so that's special in that way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it looks good. Thank you. Yeah. You are now in your new house. I am, and it's very
1: exciting. It's starting to really feel like home. That's good. That's good. not going to get emotional in the first minute of the (laughs) podcast. Thanks,
0: James. (laughs) Okay. So, I think we want to talk about combat in and and the kind of like um like you did a twitter thread about um a PBT a fake pbta game that was all combat focused yeah um and and i want to talk about as a maybe like i think we want to get around to talking about that a little bit because i think that is perhaps maybe a direction that radcrawl has gone in or some, something you were talking about Who something knows? similar to that R-
1: right knows? now radcrawl is a simulated blaze ball style dungeon crawl so <laughs> like <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lot of things place um th- radcrawl is all things to all people
1: yeah and but paraphrasing mr sinister everything is radcrawl
0: <laughs> um but i want to talk about hearts of Lin because i have been playtesting that Cool, cool um, cool or my the GM for my Sunday group backed it, and so we have a playtest document. It is very interesting. Um, so I'm looking at the basic moves, and it has it has a dual move, a deal with troops move, and then a separate dual move for dueling PV uh, like player versus player. Nice, I like that. And actually, the dual move is broken up into a coupled sub moves. Interesting,
1: and so just in case people are not familiar with this game,
0: yes, it's a wuxia uh, martial fighting, um, melodramatic storytelling game by Agatha Chen and Lau- uh, Lowell Francis, um, out of the the gauntlet community, and uh, it's a very interesting game. Because it is because of how much, uh, because basically because of what that genre of story does, because it is very much about the interpersonal relationships between the players or between the characters, um, very much in the same way that um, Pasión de las Pasiones is. Yeah. It has a little bit of that telenovela um, uh, DNA to it, but it is also distinctively about fighting.
1: Amusingly? If I had to guess right now who is the single human being on Earth who has played the most Pasión de las Pasiones or and played or ran the most Pasión de las Pasiones, that would be Lowell Francis. Yeah. Uh, the, he runs an enormous amount of the game. And so th- that love of the of the dramatic is definitely I, is definitely is not surprising to me that it's deeply ingrained in Hearts of Woolen yeah. as well.
0: So far in our campaign. Um, I have already we are, we are two episode two two episodes two uh, two sessions in, uh, maybe three sessions in, and I have already betrayed everyone uh, and turned on my master to uh, side with uh, a, a murderer, apparently who uh, who I believe is uh, repentant.
1: Okay, that sounds that sounds uh, nice and melodramatic.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, like, just to, like, run through, you, you, you make entanglements, okay. which is an interesting... This is, like, a whole side thing that I really love. It's a really interesting way to do the bonds thing. Um, so you have, you have two entanglements that you start with, and they are sort of bonds between people. Um, and you, have, you explicitly have one romantic bond and one general bond. Um, and then, and there are specific, bon- there are just sort of generic versions of both of those, and there are specific versions for your, uh, your playbook. Okay. And so, and you can choose from either the generic version or the playbook version, but you have to have one romantic and one, uh, and one generic. And each one is in that form of like, uh, there's two, there's two blanks that you fill in with names in each. And so you have four names that you create as part of your bonds, and you have to have two of them be other players, other players' characters. So um, I have I'm so my character is in love with an NPC who my teacher, one of the other players, uh, killed someone dear to.
1: Nice. And then
0: and my 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 generic bond is that I have hidden the dragon killer who is wanted by another one of my friends for their crimes, but I believe that they've repented. And so I've been helping them hide. Um, that like sounds three super of us decided. Fun. Two of us decided we were going to be in love with the same woman, uh, and the, and a third person used to be in love with them. Um, it's very interesting. <laughs> There's it's it's a very interesting story. Um, but I actually don't want to talk about that as much as the interesting uh, dueling mechanic. Yeah, um, is the dueling mechanic so, in the basic
1: moves? I'm I'm loading up. I yes. I, I am also a Hearts of Rulin backer,
0: uh, and so yes. I'm pulling that up. So, there, I'll talk about deal with troops first. Um, it, there's just a, there's a specific move for when you're fighting a group of foes who are collectively below your scale. This concept of scale is really interesting to me um, because it's the thing that makes combat in this game really weird and interesting, and I love it. Okay. Um, so, you, there's, there's a thing in the genre of, in the Wuxia genre. Where people will fight each other, but obviously, like, some people are better fighters than others, but you often don't know that until you're fighting. So, when you decide to fight someone, unless you have taken the time to do a different study move, unless you've taken the time to, like, watch them, and basically, um, it's sort of an equivalent of a pierce the mask role. Okay uh or actually it's it's a little bit it's sort of a it, there's a move called study that is a little bit like ma- uh, like if you combined masks assess the situation and and pierce the mask um and also um it has a little bit of um you can use the study the study move to declare story details oh, I like, like that. spending like a like spending a fate point in fate um to create an aspect and so unless you have studied someone you don't know their Scale, their scale when you go into combat with them so you have to declare and then you roll and only once you've rolled does the gm tell you their scale
1: so so you roll and you're like oh i got a 12 plus that's amazing and then yes they tell you oh they're at a higher scale and then you yes. you
0: lose <laughs> you lose you
1: lose yeah if you're the foe is so above, your scale, your, foe you is above your scale you lose
0: <laughs> on a hit you lose Yes. Um and so if the foe is below your scale then you can get some XP, you can definitely defeat them. If the foe is at your scale then some things happen. There's a little bit more there. But if you're but yeah, um there's a there's a whole mechanic for learning a new technique for when you come up against someone who is above your scale and just beats you, they beat you every time. Um no matter what you do, That's they always so cool. beat you. And so um there's a move called Um, there's a move called New Technique where you roll plus the number of times that you fought them.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Why is this my perfect
1: fantasy game?
0: (laughs) And if it is, it's so good. And if you then succeed at that roll, you can, you describe a montage in which you learn a new technique specifically to fight this one person. Oh my God, that's so good. And so it like encourages you to go and lose a whole bunch of times (laughs) against a bad guy that's incredible Um, it is so it is very good and at first i thought that the mechanic of like how like what is the scale was going to be really weird but it's so good because you just you just decide because it's it's because of the genre yeah um you're just fighting people like if you love someone you fight them if you if you hate someone you fight them you're always expressing all of your emotions for the most part through fighting in some way and so you just declare that you're fighting someone, and like after one or two like rounds of combat, where we were like a little bit cautious, now like two sessions in, we're like, no, I'm just gonna fight just this gonna person. Fight them. I don't, I'm just <laughs> gonna fight them because that's what I would do. It actually tricked oh, because so you don't good. know even because you don't know which of the like brackets you're gonna uh, like where you are yeah. in the scale. Um, it encourages you just to to really focus on the the narrative of would my character fight this person? Yeah. Oh, that's so which is slick. really cool. So, the other thing I want to talk about is this PC versus PC duel. Because I, there is a different mechanic.
1: I, I feel a little bit like I need to say now, because I haven't said it before. Um, I'm completely unfamiliar with this genre. Um okay. To the point that, like, that I was ready to pronounce it wrong. Uh, yes. So, so like, I know I, I nothing. I hope that I am pronouncing it right. Uh, so, I know nothing I in this. I am. I am. But I'm, like, I'm just seeing... I love stories with lots of fighting.
0: So I'm all about it. The way the way that piece, so all pieces the the whole scale system is very interesting because it is not universal. Um, okay. If there is an if there is a villain, they may be above the so like my character is um, a novice. I am a I am i a, 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 um, I'm a student. Okay. And so pretty much everyone we run into is above my scale. Right. But one of the other players is a traveling uh teacher, or there's the master swordsman. Okay. So like they may be at similar closer scales. Um, all players are always at the same scale because we want them to be able to fight each other. Um so, oh, so they're on a so, so, even so even
1: if you are on different scales, you act yes. as though you're on the same scale. Yes.
0: It explicitly okay. in the book says um, just because like character A is a higher scale than character B at the NPC, if character C is also a player character, player C and A are on the same scale, but they are probably not on the same scale with B. Okay. Because so, they're main characters. Because they're main characters. Yeah. And we want them to do these things. So this is so there's a totally separate move for player versus player combat um that actually has no rolling in it. It is a it is a deal. Um so what you do is you declare that you are fighting and one of the players says the player who is challenging the other says here is what i will give you if you agree to lose this fight okay the person the player the player says to the other player i will give you xp i will give you i'll i'll promise my character will do something i'll give you a bond i'll change one of my entanglements this cool um, sword i'll let
1: hmm? this cool I'll sword i'll give you this
0: cool sword um, and as, it's anything as long as the GM approves of it. Um, and you place the offer on the table. If the other player agrees, they lose the duel and mark experience. Okay. And then you have to follow through on your offer. Like, I'll give you, you, have you have to do the, the school yeah. sword. If the other player rejects, you both mark an element, which is basically marking a condition. And then the offered player, so the other person decides whether or not they win or not. Okay. So if I were to say to you, we are going to fight, I will offer you one bond if you let me win, you then get to choose, do you win, do you lose, or do you draw? Okay. And so if I choose
1: to reject the offer, yep. then, I, then I still get to choose if I win or draw. Yes interesting but we
0: both have to mark an element. So th- this I guess this is an important thing um, another really like subtle uh, uh, like really slick thing that it does is you, you can't have you use the
1: word slick that's my word for when something is very cool.
0: Um <laughs> it has you have five elements, Okay. earth, fire, metal, water and wood. Okay. Um, that represent elements of your your character and when you fail a roll or when you have to mark an element um like marking marking a condition um you mark something but basically what it does is instead of having a separate set of things that you mark you are marking one of your elements so if say i i deg- i decide to mark earth i can't use earth oh to roll anymore okay um it, it has a little bit of the it has a little bit of the um uh fate accelerated style where you have so like for example Earth is caution, focus, presence. Fire is creativity, speed, and passion. Metal is control, calculation, reflection. Water is awareness, wisdom, flexibility. And wood is patience, growth, and curiosity. So if I, if I mark one of those, if I decide to, to mark caution, like Earth, which is caution, focus, and presence, then I can no longer act with caution. I have nice. to. It switches over to being obsessive, disdainful, and uncaring. Um, I also can't, I can't, I can't actually roll with that modifier either. That's um, really cool. It's very good, it, and and like, um, if you you can get yourself into a position, so you ha- you also have a, uh, a, you have a you have a style of combat, and you associate, you choose which of your elements you will associate with that. If you have marked that element, like my combat style. Is associated with water. Okay. If I mark water for whatever reason. I cannot fight anyone. Oh, cool. I just, lo- I either just lose or I cannot fight or like something else happens, but I cannot fight. That's very um, cool. And the only way, really, the only way to, to clear those elements, is, like the primary way, is by someone else comforting and supporting you.
1: Nice. So, so you have you to like go to people. Yeah, and like really make that, uh, make those decisions and changes. Yeah, this is really interesting. This uh, this is a cool game.
0: It is. It has. It does a lot of really cool things. Um, I think the comfort and support move is a, which is what you use to clear other people's conditions. Um, I think it should be split into two moves. Is my kind of hot take. Okay. Um, it's it's a little bit overused. Um, because. We ran, at least in my play group, we ran into a, having a lot of elements marked. And because it's the primary way that you unmark elements, um, you, you end up using it. You always a lot. wanted to do it. You yeah. wanted to do it a lot. Um, and I just, and then, but it also has some, it is also doubles as the like help someone during a role m- mechanic. Yeah. Um, you basically have this, these bonds as well, which are like relationships between you and other players. Uh, other characters and when you comfort and support someone you can either unmark their element or they can choose to build a bond with you so you have like this relationship that then also has a numeric value associated with it that you can spend Um, and so even if you're even if the the numeric value is zero you still have that relationship you just don't have any like energy associated with it to like pull from um, which is really cool because even you, you don't have to use it with them. It's not like, uh, influence in yeah. masks. It is just literally like, uh, I have a strong relationship with Brandon. And so if I'm fighting someone else, I can be like, I remember that one time that Brandon and I like went and got drinks together and that gives me energy to fight.
1: Yeah. That's really cool.
0: It is. It's very interesting. Um, I have found I- it I very good. want to play this game. Yeah. I, uh, I have had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's very interesting. I so like you have you get you choose a playbook and you get and then each playbook has a uh, has three sort of sub styles associated with it. Um, and you choose one of those that you get that you get a move related to it with, and then there's a whole big list of moves and you choose two from those. Okay, so it means that even if two people are playing the same uh, playbook. They're going to be starting from one of three different kinds uh, of characters. I see. And, and then choosing some other moves. So I have a really interesting move called Hopeful Apprentice because I'm a student, uh, which says that when I battle someone above my scale, I do not immediately lose.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Which makes me incredibly powerful in some way. It
1: means, it means that you can fight like anybody.
0: Yes. I can't win. But I don't lose. <laughs> I have to mark a condition and I can basically keep someone busy mm. uh, so that my allies can escape. Cool. Um well, I'm but gonna yeah, when I really, play, I'm gonna play
1: as the Bravo. Because yeah. obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have um we have a We have a loyal who is our like powerful swordsman who has like a legendary blade that gives him a bonus for fighting people. Nice. Um, We have uh, we have a Bravo who is sort of the drunken master style. Are they the gal the Galavant? Yes.
1: Because that is the that is such a cool move. I'm just I'm going to I don't think I have an NDA on this uh, on this Kickstarter. I'm just going to read part of this move. When you would suffer social, legal, or financial consequences, name someone and roll. On a hit, they suffered instead. On a 7 to 9, they know it was you. On a miss, you cannot evade your debts, and your scapegoat learns of your trickery. That's so slick. That's really good.
0: Um, There's a... The traveling Sifu, who's the traveling teacher, has a move where you can... Because you are a well-known teacher who travels around, people will come and fight you. And, nice. like, demand demand to be able to fight you. And so you can use that to get out of other obligations. So if you are in the middle <laughs> of someone being like, you have to do this, uh, 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 you can be like, uh, actually, that person wants to fight me right fight now. <laughs> I got to go do that. Um,
1: oh, that's so cool.
0: So it's it's been a very fun, interesting game. Um, the, the, the fighting mechanic is very interesting because mostly the fighting int- mechanic is very interesting because... I kind of went in thinking that it was going to be like a more traditional fight, like fighting yeah. in a game where there would be back and forth. And combat is not back and forth. It, at it's like all. a move.
1: It's one role.
0: Yeah, it is one role. Oh, I love that. Um, the only way that combat really ends up being more than one role is like. Uh, I had one PV uh, one PvP duel where I fought one of the other players, and I rejected their offer, but choo- chose to draw with them. So I didn't beat them, okay, um, because I, they were the master swordsman and I was the student. So it didn't feel right for me to be, be able to beat them in the moment, okay. But I decided to draw, and so then we did end up fighting a second time. Um, but for the most part, you're either winning or you're just losing. That's super
1: cool. I'm really into yeah. that. I want to play this game.
0: Yeah, I pr- probably run it. Um, uh, I will, although I don't actually technically own it. I just have some of the playtesting materials. I own it, um, but I am. I think I am. I'm now very upset that I missed this this Kickstarter, and I'm going <laughs> to buy it as soon as I can. Yeah, this is very fun. It is a very fun game. I really am
1: a fan of both Agatha and Lowell, and so uh, when the two of them were working on this, and it sounded very melodramatic it seemed like an obvious thing for me to Mm -hmm. pick up
0: yeah it's the i was i was really impressed by the fighting the more Mm -hmm. that we play it the more i really like the combat and there's like there's oh there's some really interesting things um there's a there's a move for just when you face inner conflict like when you are anytime you pause or like uh, feel emotion or ter- emotional turmoil um, or like when you feel like uh, anytime you feel like for story reasons your character should do something but you yeah. have an entanglement that tells you to do the other thing like there's a move that just basically it is basically a you get XP is how you like that's one of the primary awesome. ways that you gain experience is by uh, by facing um, into uh, inner conflict
1: I, I just like I'm looking through this stuff and I'm just seeing like the this is the the sister game to Pasiones Pasiones.
0: Yeah, the inner conflict move is also th- roughly the equivalent of the take a powerful blow move, and so like you roll <laughs> like the very first thing you do I is like to you take gain a exp- blow. <laughs> You gain XP and then roll, and the seven and nine is you have to flee the scene. Incredible! It's it's so good,
1: and and that just that feels super dramatic and wonderful because like you're standing there and like you're having an emotional moment and you're like no I can't I can't do it and then you just disappear
0: yeah or you can mark an an element and struggle through it but uh, yeah it's really good it's it's pretty fun it seems Um, really good
1: I'm I'm gonna need to learn a little bit of this genre I, I, I bet I could play it I doubt I could run it
0: yeah. I like um, I feel like
1: I feel like the only like the cl- like the closest thing I've seen to this is like Caballero's do Zodiaco. <laughs> that it's like big big emotions Argu- and fighting to get past emotional experiences with people. And like that's that's the closest thing. Arguably
0: the Well, yeah. The new Mulan movie tries to be it. Oh, I haven't Arguably seen the the cartoon Mulan sort of hits it close close. Um, they don't quite have the same, um, it doesn't quite hit some of the same te- beats. Yeah. Um, but like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, is, is, is this to the T. Um, Hero is, but Hero is a little bit of a controversial movie. I haven't, um, I not seen either of those. So, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm it's, looking, it's I'm fun. looking at
1: some of like the think of this character from this. And as though I'm going to know it when I know mm. that I've not seen any of these <laughs> movies,
0: Um, my character. So my moves, I'll just tell you what I, I made it. So my character is, is, um, uh, is, so you, I'm trying to think of how to pitch this. So you choose a faction, which is like your school, yeah, um, which is there's a lot of things you choose during character creation that are just aesthetic, which is great. Yeah, um, you just deci- you decide all this stuff about your fighting style that mechanically doesn't really do a whole lot. Awesome. Um, you can choose to use a weapon or not. It uh, um, it's just it's just sort of um, a me- uh, the only thing mechanically that, that happens is the is the element. I am
1: um, going to use a weapon.
0: Yeah. F- I I just a
1: FYI, just um, FYI, I have staff. a, I have have a are so cool.
0: I have a I have a skill that is just because I'm a wandering student I get to ask one question from study during every scene without rolling I just get to ask questions of the gm all nice. the time and learn stuff um, and yeah it's pretty great um, <laughs> we have a character who can has a move called storm rider that lets him travel to anywhere within line of sight <laughs> oh once my per God. scene <laughs> that's just, so just like, cool and we had like we had a moment in the last session where some of the 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 bad guys were running away. And so he just like teleported across just the there. castle. He was just there oh. by himself. But just like, it was good.
1: Oh, my gosh. I need to play this game.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fun.
1: This looks delightful. <laughs> One of the weapons is massive. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's very cool. Thank you for telling me more about this game. This is one of those games that I that I backed and I was like, I know I'm not gonna get a chance to play it anytime soon, I don't think. So when I yeah. when I get my physical copy, I'm gonna sit down and cuddle in with the book and really read it. I, but I might need to start also, digging in before then.
0: <laughs> I cannot stress how good the experience of doing entanglements was. Like it really um the the experience of doing entanglements in hearts of ulin was the most like um that first game of noir world we played we just build like a ton like where there's a billion and where there was like a a ton of connections yeah um like one of the play one of the characters like there's two two of us are in love with one npc who a third player used to be in love with but now isn't they are in love with another player who isn't one of the people who loves them um one of the players killed someone um, who is who is dear to them. I know about that. Someone else suspects that they're evil. The one of the people who is in love or who is one of the people who is in love with them also suspects they are evil. Um, That's and great. Then, which is great. And then one of the other characters who is in love with the, the person who is in love with the NPC also is the child of one of the other player like is the child of a woman who is engaged to one of the other players and hates that because he f- she feels like the the traveling swordsman is just like trying to steal basically is a gold digger is trying to steal the 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 riches from their parent incredible it's so good and all of that is on top of we're trying to like we're trying to uh all engage in this secret tournament because martial fighting is illegal. Oh, in this story—we're secret
1: telling. fighting tournaments. Yes. Oh my god,
0: I want to do it's a secret so fighting
1: good. tournament. Did did you mention that the the entanglements are dealt out at random by the GM?
0: Are they? Well, that's not how we play. Okay,
1: I'm I, um, I might also be looking at an old thing. I'm looking at just a character creation.pdf that the GM they, deals you three random romantic entanglements and three random standard entanglements.
0: No, so that that is one thing about this game is that it is definitely right now still a playtest game. Okay, like, yeah. Uh, even within the bundle of documents we were given, like there are three different ways to do character creation. Okay, we chose one um, that seemed the most up to date, and yeah. then uh, ran with that.
1: Which like you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not out yet. That's exactly what you'd expect yeah. it to be. Yeah. Um, and that's how you know that they're getting good information and feedback from it.
0: Yeah. Actually, so we we've been playing off of a PDF or not a PDF. Sorry, there's a bunch of PDFs. We've been playing off of. There is a um like a character keeper. Um, oh, okay. A Google sheet that was shared yeah. to my friend, and that seems to be the most recent version, and that has basic moves and stuff in it. That's and a, character creation. That's rules. also
1: official to the uh, to the document, like to the folder. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, it's it's very interesting, um, and. Uh it's great. All the names are fantastic. Uh my character is named Dancing Starfall. Nice. Um of the Thousand Sil- Silkworm Society. Oh, there's a there's a um
1: a Alexandre Dumas uh supplemental material thing. <sighs> That's what I should have <laughs> thought of when I was saying that I don't know anything anywhere close to it. Cause that very much fits. Oh, mm. I need I need to play this game. <laughs> it's very fun. So does Protean City have a? I don't. <laughs> a,
0: was, a that imprint. would be a stretch.
1: <laughs> it might. That have would a, be a, It might.
0: Um, uh, but.
1: But yeah, awesome. Thank you very much for bringing me through this because yeah, that's a I really interesting to way that. to like look at combat as something that. We want to happen. We care about mm-hmm. it a lot. It's important to the se- to the genre, but it isn't it isn't what we want to spend our whole time talking about within that genre.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It lets you hit it and get out quickly. Like I'm just looking back at the things that the different like the different fallout from the different duels. Mm-hmm. If you are fighting someone of a lesser scale, um, one of the on the ten plus, you choose to show mercy or let them escape and I mark XP. On a seven to nine, you either let them go or finish them with a cost. Um, And then if you fail, you win, but you mark an element. So if you fight someone who's lower of lower scale than you, you always win. Okay. Um, that's cool. If you if you let them escape. Oh, so if you fail, you win and mark an element, but they escape and may return later at a higher scale. (laughs) Because basically they'll (laughs) do the same thing that you would do of come back to it to seek vengeance. Um, if you fight someone on your scale, you do the same, choose mercy, choose to show them mercy or let them escape. Um, and then you declare some sort of a fictional shift. And then if you but you can also win at a cost, narrate your loss. You can choose to lose if you fight someone. If you roll well fighting someone of your scale, you can choose to lose. Um That's and then cool.
1: This this is very you, good for our for our
0: uh I would like
1: to take a powerful blow friends. Yeah. They're yeah. very much into losing.
0: If you ch- if you fight someone who is above your scale, the best like if you the best if if you roll a 10 plus, uh you choose how you lose. That's the best result. That's awesome. It's very
1: good. And, and some of these um the player I noticed the player duel mechanic mm-hmm. it speaks specifically to players offering things yes so oh, yeah. you can offer things that your character would not want to give up
0: yes yes because because you can specifically you can the 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 big one that we haven't dealt with too much but i think where the a lot of the meat is is like changes to your entanglements yeah because some of the entanglements are like i made a promise to someone else yeah which is interesting because what because another thing that you do the other way that you gain XP is you highlight one of your entanglements before play, and then if you engage with that entanglement, you gain experience points for it. That's nice. That's cool. So if you lose a duel and another person, or if someone, if someone, if you engage in a duel and then as a result of that change your entanglement, yeah, that's now a new thing that you can gain. Then XP go off. do. Yeah, that's really cool. So you had been talking to me a little bit about some other kind of fighting focused uh PBTA games or, yeah. or whatever whatever new variant of rad Crawl you're working on.
1: Ooh, God, who knows? Um, I remain convinced that I want a really high combat, like mm-hmm. that you can like really like sink your teeth into like the strategy and tactics of it. Yeah. But like informed by like the narrative storytelling sort of thinking and i think i'm i think i'm circling closer and closer to getting yeah. what i'm looking for which is great
0: this definitely feels like you are developing maybe the first third of a game and then moving on because it's not quite right and then like i think yeah, this is a very that is good yeah that's exactly right it's so there's sort of a i'll i'll interject before i let you talk about this yeah feel free but like i think that this is, we did an episode um i want to say really early on um, about like cutting your losses. Yeah. And I think that there is this mentality in the gaming design space that everyone like picks the game they're gonna work on and yeah. then just grinds through it, but but they and it may take them years, but they picked the right thing to begin with. Yeah, I think that like what you're doing here is like you have a good sense of what you want and you keep developing in one direction, but then that's not the right thing. So you try something else. Yeah, you develop off in another direction, but then that's not quite the right thing either. And then you keep moving. And I think that is a good way to do that.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it is also finding what does and doesn't work nicely for the way that I want to develop stuff. Mm -hmm. So like. I am super into the idea of a roguelike tabletop RPG. And when I play King of New York and someone is eliminated for 15 minutes, I am the most upset person in the room, regardless of whether I was the one eliminated or not. So like, roguelike, I love the idea. I don't know that I'm at a place right now that I can make it work without significant changes to how i approach things and like legacy mechanics just slows down character creation even more and so mm-hmm. like finding what works for that is not a back burner project and right now like this stuff is a back burner project because my goal is yeah my, my intention right now is to finish pasión dos pasiones get in everyone's hands make everybody happy uh mm-hmm. And then I can start doing whatever I want to after that, and like, <laughs> yeah. that is not me going like I am soured on passion. I love passion, yeah.
0: just but you can't you can't really dive yeah neck deep into something else until you finish this exactly. So part of the design I have to be
1: doing is design that makes it easy for me to make a small thing, throw it at the world, and develop little things as I feel about it. Yeah. Which I think I'm getting somewhere.
0: <laughs> so what is the new variant of Radcrawl look like?
1: So here's where, well, so first off, there is the simulated uh, dungeon crawl experience that is going by Radcrawl also. yes. Um, This might end up being a more traditional dungeon crawl sort of game in that it is like, you know, you can play it for a campaign and stuff like that. Because I was looking at Dungeon World again. Uh, and Dungeon World is one of the only games that is a PBTA game that I know of that has uh move trees. So like to give an oh. idea, like
0: it has trees. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you meant it has <laughs> the trees <look>. and move <laughs> and moves that you can relocate trees. Yeah, tree I like, moves. I do not I do not remember Dungeon ben, World being this tree focus. Bend bars lift trees. The fighter move.
1: Um But like in most PPTA games, you get a move you have the mover you don't. And like contrast that with uh like D and D that you get power attack and then you get cleave and then you get greater cleave and you get mm-hmm. like, oh man, that cleave's super, super great. Or like uh Exalted that you get just these enormous branching paths. And I think that's very fun in character creation to play. Mm-hmm. And I think in campaign play, that's really satisfying.
0: That's, um, I was actually that's interesting that you say that because that is pretty much exactly a thing that I um had also mentioned because that's what quest does. That's like what quest character creation is. You have trees that you sort of move your way through okay
1: yeah and like and like how detailed you want to get with all of this is Mm. kind of you know up to you but like just having move prerequisites and moves that improve upon themselves it feels very antithetical to pbta Because one of the things that tends to happen in PBTA games is that your skill broadens instead of getting bigger. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, instead of being like, oh, I can now hit this much harder, it's, oh, now I have a biker gang that follows me around. Yeah, And, like, that biker gang maybe makes you stronger, but it mostly just gives you more knives to juggle.
0: Which definitely, if you were talking about a system... Where so like I guess the the quest thing is is not quite correct then because in quest the way that it works is you have um you have three trees of skills per class. And you can choose from once you've chosen that class, you can choose from any of those trees, but you have to take the first move of every tree before you can take the second move of every tree. Okay. So you could take the first move from each of the three trees, but then if you yeah, 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 exactly like the word, but like that. But the the moves are not super related to each other. So okay, they're not building on each other. So actually, I really like the idea of them being built on each other, specifically because my problem with leveling up in and like advancing in PBTA has always been that I felt if that it felt backwards that mm. you were always making your character more broad, yeah, um, and less less specific.
1: Yeah, and like I think part of the Fun of character creation things where you like get to look through a big list of feats is going like, oh, I'm going to make this character build where I have two shields and it makes me really good at throwing people because I've mm-hmm. put this skill together with this skill together with this skill.
0: And it also it gives you that feeling of like um when you play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. If you were going to do that, still in the year 2020, um, you know what? I'll be
1: honest. If I got invited <laughs> on a big stream, I'd probably but do like, it.
0: <laughs> so there, are, like, there are things like level requirements for for spells. Yeah, and so like that moment when you hit level seven or level thirteen or whatever it is. Yeah. where you unlock a bunch of skill, uh, a bunch of spells, and now there's like this cool big spell that you can bust out in the next session. Like that's very cool, and that feels very powerful. It feels like advancement yeah. in a way that like. I've I leveled up and so I got to take this other move that I could have taken at the beginning. Yeah. Like But I chose not to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the moves the moves aren't any more powerful. And so if you're playing a game that is about becoming powerful, like a dungeon crawl. Yeah. Then it's then you don't
0: get <laughs> yeah, god. that. god. In a way if if my advancement is take a move from the playbook that you chose not to take when you made the character that's like inherently a move that was less interesting to you take your second choice move yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and like i think that that is okay and works and can be dramatic mm-hmm. like um there's a cartel game i played where i was playing like this plucky halcon um that's like a leader of like a little tiny gang and there's a move on the on the playbook list that's um that's like uh about like just killing people in cold blood yeah uh and I when I initially made my character, I was like, no, that is makes story. That doesn't sense. make sense. I don't want that is not my character at all. And then midway through the first session, <laughs> things had gotten like, really mind. bad. <laughs> and it was like the obvious move to have. Mm-hmm. Uh and it worked flawlessly. Yeah,
0: I mean and and in a very well designed PBTA game, that is It'll do that. the goal there, yeah. Yeah.
1: But like, so but if you are going like, I want you know what? Screw it. I wanna be a fighter going through a dungeon fighting things, mm-hmm. then you don't want to broaden your skills exclusively. You also want to be able to do the thing where you say, "Yeah, my sword, like my sword just is so big. I just it have also, the biggest
0: sword." It also lets you there. Like there, it is true that when you are designing PBTA game like PBTA playbooks, because people can generally take what what all the moves, they sort of all have to be at the same power level. Yeah, but if you're, at least if, narratively. you're if you're Narratively, if you're gating them be- behind another move or some other prerequisite, you can just be like, this move is just objectively better. Yeah, Like you are now pow- more powerful than you used to be.
1: Yeah. And so here is where I'm getting into like some vaguely interesting space mm-hmm. of saying what if and this is the part of this is in a um is in a tabletop chop chop thread that I made a little while ago. Um, But part of this is me just talking through it now. What if we had a set of basic moves that are purely about combat and like maybe one or two like ancillary moves for if you decide you want to hang around a thing, but we're here to fight stuff Mm -hmm. and those moves are free and the entire system is built around like like the entire like commercial side of the system is buying a pack of moves. So, like, the product that you buy from Brandon Leon Gambetta is not these seven basic moves. It's that I have made a whole bunch of playbook moves to buy from. And there so it isn't playbooks. It's like basically like feet chains and different feats and stuff like that. And so your product that you buy might be like uh uh urban adventures, Mm -hmm. urban adventure abilities. And you get yeah. some urban ab- adventure abilities. You apply it to those seven moves. And did I write them? Did someone else write them? Who cares? Yeah, because we have a basic idea of what we're
0: doing. Well, and that is also like that. Is, that again, that feels very much like Quest because the way that Quest works is that you have you have those classes that each have the skill trees within them. Mm-hmm. But one of the alternate ways that uh, it suggests you can play is uh, by by default you are limited to. Once you choose a class, you can only play. You can only pick abilities from one of the skill trees within that class. Yeah. But one of the alternates is just pick whatever skill trees you want, as long yeah. as you are following that. Like, uh, take the take a lower like a lower tier uh, ability before a higher tier one. Yeah. Um, from anything and sort of build custom classes, and so then people have already made and are selling classes. Or just, like, yeah. a string of a string of abilities. And so all you're doing is just adding in new things that are options for you to choose.
1: Yeah, and so, so like, part of this also is me trying to figure out a way to do this in a way that allows people to create content easily that encourages mm-hmm. and builds that space. Because I think that there is a... Like, I'm not trying to be the D&D killer. I'm not yeah. gonna do that. I don't have a Vorpal Sword. Um, I'm trying to create a space that people that like really, really focused games can nostalgically sit down and do a dungeon crawl Mm -hmm. that has support built into it as an intentional thing. So, like, I've talked in the past about using, like, Excel sheets in order to, like, let you throw content into it and, like, have any PDF that someone puts out come with an Excel sheet that just goes into your master sheet and so, like, that is something I'm building, trying to build from the ground up as I tinker around with this. The idea that you could, like, that mm-hmm. two days after this comes out, you could put out ten moves yeah. and have any player start using it, you know?
0: It also lets, I, I really like the idea, too, that that would let people make, either you or other people make, like, incredibly hyper-specific totally. um, move sets that you yeah. can then just grab and say, I'm gonna start working my way, like, if someone writes a an urban fighting combat uh, for yeah. like fighting in a city, or like someone makes a dragon riding uh, uh, set of abilities, and like those would only be very useful or specific in certain circumstances. But you you could say like really quickly, um, we're all gonna we're gonna do a, a a dungeon dive in an ancient dwarven city, so everyone should take the first ability from this uh, fighting in a dwarven city at like, yeah. whatever moves. Um, and that then- would be very
1: cool. And then with an eye towards campaign play, like, like, there's all of these things that I have complained about D&D that make it a really good ecosystem mm-hmm. for beginning uh, game designers. And that the fact that those are exploitative things is because of the way that Hasbro manages their licensing. Yeah. You know, like, I... I even if if this got 10 times the size of dungeon world i would never ask for licensing fees yeah you know yeah, yeah.
0: um there's also a th- the other thing that i'll say is um writing five moves five, 10 moves along like a skill tree yeah. um feels easier to do than writing a playbook to me
1: yeah well. i agree and like you don't need to make it necessarily even You don't even have to do a skill tree. You could say, hey, I'm going to write this move. And I'm going to, you know, like, I'm going to have a shared Mm -hmm. spreadsheet that people can download at any point, stick it into their base spreadsheet for free, no problems, no questions asked. And sometimes you might base it on a move that exists, sometimes you might not. Like, if I'm able to get this thing off the ground and get a couple of other designers interested in writing stuff, then I might do like a move of the day. That every day I expand a a tree or add a trait or something like that and then suddenly, boom, there's 365 things that you can do.
0: You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking that everything would have to be in that format of like um, moves along a skill tree. But it could also just be like, here is a city combat-focused basic move that everyone gets because you're in a city. Totally. Or here's the fire swamp move because you're in a fire swamp.
1: Or even a thing that does something, and is cool, but you don't have a tree in mind for it. You know? Mm. Like, you could... Like uh, This is an easy example, but, like, uh, we've talked about uh, the just, like, cheat-to-win-it card games move. (laughs) Yeah. Does that need a full tree? Probably not if you're, like, if this is, like, a dungeon crawl game. Yeah. It probably doesn't need a full tree. It might need... You might want a second thing. You might want some things that like come off of it, but that might just be a move that sits there on its own.
0: But also even just like, the trees don't need to be the same length. Oh, totally. Like maybe there is a, maybe someone wants to write a three move long, uh, getting good at cheating at card games, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. tree. And you may need, you may want to take that because of the kinds of things that your characters are doing. It doesn't need to me. It doesn't need, it doesn't mean it needs to be a 10 thing long, like maybe the dragon riding and and raising uh, skill tree needs to be a ten uh, move long thing because that's a complicated thing where you're gonna want to be like doing different kinds of aerial combat on a dragon. But like the playing cards could just like be two or three things. I think that's a real that's really interesting that the skill trees don't have to be the don't have to be the same length.
1: And, and James, you've been working on this dragon riding thing, and I was like, yeah. ooh, I kind of like this, but I, I really want to do the. Uh, the character that jumps from one dragon onto a different dragon rider's dragon. That's what I want to focus on. No one's written that. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and write that and just put in the description on the itch page requires James Malloy's dragon
0: riding uh, moves. You know? Ooh, it would be very interesting to put like branching points, like skill tree branching points in it. And so you could say even just like my skill tree branches off from james molloy's dragon riding skill tree at this point so you've got to take at least up of those i would recommend going buying his his expansion
1: and then like it's designers you know like so you can talk to each other yeah. and like if you and i have a thing that branches off of one move that i'm like dang james you crushed this move i don't want to write a different move that would be worse than this to branch off of do you mind if i toss it in there with of an advertisement I- in the back i wouldn't care I'll I'll buy you a coffee at some point. Yeah. And you know. Uh so I we we've, we've gotten a little off topic. We've gotten like no, but I deep think into the idea. Mhm. But I think I I have like a list of ideas of what I think the moves might be.
0: Okay. The basic moves or like the basic skill trees. Moves. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, the skill
1: trees is whatever I'm thinking whatever, about in yeah. that moment. I've I've recently been weirdly obsessed with the idea of swords made out of clay, and I don't know why. But okay. I want to write about that. Um, heavy, that'd be heavy. It, that'd be a heavy, and it would break. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. It it's a weird thing to have come to my head, and I don't know why. Mm. Um, but so I I'm like I'm looking at like fight face to face, like some kind of melee combat, mm-hmm. attack from range. In some kind of way. Uh, ideally one that's more exciting than the Dungeon World one. But we'll see like what that looks like. Uh, defend someone. Some kind of try not to die. Like a defy danger. I think something about getting in position. Like creating an advantage for yourself. Mm-hmm. Or for somebody else. And something for getting out of the combat. Like a running away move. Uh, and I think... Once you have that, I also had like a couple of possibilities of like, r- I think read tactics could be interesting as a basic yeah. move. Um, but like, if you've got if th- those seven moves would let you do a uh, fighting everything, yeah, and like you could toss in a dungeon exploration move or two, and boom, you've got a tactical dungeon crawl game, even if no players had any skills, you just need to come up with yeah. like a uh, like a character creation system where it's like you start with you, you start with this many dots. You spend yeah, yeah. dots to increase your stats or increase your HP or get moves.
0: that sounds really good. I like I think, that.
1: I think it has, I think it has some potential.
0: I think that the, the framework of abilities that are, that have prerequisites is something that I want to see more. Me too. Even not in fighting focus, just in yeah. general.
1: Yeah. what well, like, it fits really nicely with fighting focused because it's so easy to picture the character that's like, oh, I put everything into hit it with my axe because mm-hmm. that's what I like to do. Like when I come down to sit at the table, I want to play a big, strong dude in a Conan loincloth with an axe.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but I think it would work really well for something like. Um maybe not the like Urban Shadows corruption stuff, but if you were Mm. playing a different vampire game where like the how hungry you were like, like it's always a, it's a trope of the genre that the more hungry vampires get, uh, the less frequently they they feed the more, like often the more bestial or whatever, more abilities they'll get because they need whatever. So like having a tree like that, where you go down a path to turning into a vampire.
1: Would totally work and like, the thing that's interesting with being able to put down the thing that's interesting about having really like accessible moves that someone can just download and be ready to go with is that it means that that people can just design right and they don't need to like think about they don't need to understand every playbook in the game Mm -hmm. they understand the basics these are the moves. And then maybe, like, a system reference document that says a level one move should do this. Yeah. And then people will make variants on that.
0: Yeah. And it lets yeah. me
1: just, like, geek out on high fantasy stuff and do, like, oh, here's some magic items, because why not? <laughs>
0: Yeah, there is, that's the other part of writing a playbook for another game is there is, there is a little, because of the way most PBTA games are set up where you can choose, most playbooks have a choose a move from another playbook mechanic yeah. um, for advancement, there's a little bit of pressure to make sure that, like, all of your moves work with all the other playbooks in the game, yeah. and so I can see how there's, like, a lot of pressure to do that, and, like, there were a couple masks playbooks that, like, so some of their moves don't make sense outside of that playbook. And that's yeah. a little bit of like, it feels like a weakness, but really, like, that's fine. Like, who cares? Yeah, it's it's um, not a
1: problem, but like, but it is a pressure that you're, yeah. that you might be like, oh, will anyone want to take moves from this playbook?
0: But if you were making a chain of moves, then as long as you have that first move be the one that gives the sort of like narrative permission to do the thing, like, yeah. if the first Dragon Rider move is like, when you raise a baby dragon. <laughs> Or when you tame a new dragon to ride. Something like that. Yeah. And all the other moves can take as an assumption that you do have a dragon to ride. Exactly. And like the move could even be,
1: you have a dragon. Yeah. This is how you control it. Yeah. 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 You know? And like, part of it is also just going like, what if playbooks, playbooks are very cool, but what if sometimes people want character sheets?
0: Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I think,
1: and like, ro- yeah. th- there are some there are some weaknesses of character sheets for PBTA because the moves tend to be longer. Yeah, but like, let's we're be honest, digitally. feats. What
0: we're all playing digitally now, anyway. We're all playing
1: digitally, and like D and D feats can yeah. be can be six paragraphs long. That's spells. Well, <laughs> yeah, spells spells oh have a lot God. of intricate details. How many pages Nobody is, is-
0: Wish now? <laughs> Nobody's writing down all of the different things. They're writing down the name and a couple of the things and a page the number page and number. you go yep. reference it.
1: Yeah. And like, it's so like we know people are capable of doing that. And like, is it a little weirder because it isn't like a single published book necessarily? Like, yeah, probably. Yeah. But like, you know, you print out the moves that you want. Or you have them pulled up digitally because everyone's playing. Dig- everyone's yeah. playing digitally. Everyone Don't of you play is playing in digitally. person. Unless you're in a bubble with those yeah. people, but uh, I made myself sad. um <laughs> But yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm. I want to get those moves built mm-hmm. so that I can start goofing around with it. Yeah, because like for something like this, I also would have no problem just being like, "Here's twenty free moves." enjoy
0: another thing that would be really cool to do would be to link that into your character creation thing too um that we talked about a couple episodes ago so you could be like here is the small fishing town yeah and here's the like here are the here are some four tables that you can roll on to generate a character who comes from that town and then here are two uh five or seven here's a five a five move skill tree and a seven move skill tree yeah. um that relate to fishing and or having grown up around a fishing village. Yeah. And, and like, then boom.
1: It's it's like the, it's that OSR design aesthetic of going, what if people all just kind of collaborate and build on something that is relatively easy to mess with because everyone can figure out what it is really quickly. Like I I I want to write like seven, maybe basic moves, and like a paragraph or two each. Yeah. And then be like, this is free. Yeah. Make games on this.
0: <laughs> and I think that it's important to say that, like, I don't think that either of us are saying that this is. A better version of what we're playing now, or of what games look like now, no. it's just different. Because, like, like the thing we were talking about earlier, of like you don't have a lot of familiarity with the the wuxia um, genre, but yeah. like, and so you couldn't write Hearts of Wulin. No, you might not even be able to write a, like a skill tree of skills for Hearts of Wulin. But you could sit down and play the game, yeah. Because people who have a more intense uh, understanding of the genre wrote it for you, yeah. And so like there's a there's a place for that.
1: And like the the truth of the matter is that some of the fun things from traditional games are bigger than any indie outfit will be able to make in an effective way. Like, or ever. You know, like if you want to play if you want to play an indie game with as much supported content as fifth edition, or Let's let's go even bigger as 3.5. Mm-hmm. Bad news. You can't. You never yeah. will. Like, and one person or a team of people or the internet gathering together will never ever come close to that. But yeah. if you design from the ground up to make it easy to add to it, then like you know, maybe all of your favorite cool designers make one to three <laughs> moves yeah and then suddenly there's a bunch of cool stuff,
0: yeah 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 i think that's that's interesting i think it's a i think that's a a path into the future for indie gaming,
1: maybe maybe if nothing else, I think it could give an excuse for indie gamers to like to play a dungeon crawl that feels like an intentionally designed game, yeah, you know,
0: which I think a lot and, of dungeon crawls don't. Fantasy games are fun. Yeah. And Dungeon World is canceled. So we're playing a new <laughs> game. And that's fine.
1: You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. A lot of this does come from just going like, Ugh, I can't play a game. I don't want to play, play a game made by Adam Koble. I'm I, so I,
0: skeeved. I, it skeeved me out so badly. I, uh, I for the first time, Watched a uh, a live stream of people talking about uh, game design, and they were like, "Do not mention Dungeon World. We do not talk yeah. about it." Yeah,
1: it's tough because like that is like what what Adam Cobble did was th- this is way off. Yeah, no, we're like, way. is is like a horrific thing should not have happened. Completely bad. Uh, and the indie space does not have like it has it has like trophy gold is uh is another uh fantasy r p g that's like mm. really really good um that can do it, it's not strictly a fantasy yeah. r p g but it's like a it's a game that can do that kind of stuff really well uh but like it's very different yeah. from a game based on making d and d but p b t a
0: yeah well that was never very good to begin with but so let's um <laughs> That's my hot take. Uh, if you disagree <laughs> with me, uh, and that's fair, you, you can, can tell find me. find us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter, where together we are at Stop, Back, and Roll, and individually I am at End the Meltdowns.
1: And I'm at B. Leon Gambetta. And don't at me about this. Okay. You can find all our episodes in iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, or at www.stopbackandroll.com.
0: We make this podcast and our other podcast with the support of our Patreon backers. We like to thank thank some of our old uh, our old uh, our old favorites like Ollie Jeffrey, Matt Hales, um Hay- is that Halis Matt Hayless, uh Randy Lubin. Happy birthday, Randy! Kettle and Clock, Nick and Cameron Robertson, Chad Owen, Devin White, Troy Pitchelman, Bren, and Marty Chadorik. If you'd like to support this show and all of our future shows check us out on patreon at patreon.com slash stop and roll
1: if you can't support us financially support our community by becoming part of it come tell us about the games you've been working on and join our discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stophackandroll.com so when you're paring down your outro by challenging it to a duel don't forget to stop <laughs> hack and roll <laughs> Did you hear me changing that on the fly? Uh, I've gotten so good at that. Yeah. Dang. All
0: right. Don't
1: cut me saying that. Keep I'm it. Gonna, I'm golden.
0: I'm going to stop recording.